What kind of horse? Uh, she does a horse show. She does, yeah, she does a horse show. A horse horse. You go to Tijuana. What kind of horse show is it? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hi. Welcome to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. I'm Richie Redding. This is yet another Zoom call special quarantine style. I'm going to be saying that for a long time. Yeah, we might be, but... Even uh, when quarantine is over, I want to quarantine. Today, our guest is my first official, can't believe I'm saying this as a grown-ass man, my first Zoom friend. (laughs) Uh, He's he's an actor, and he is the host of Game Show Network's Get a Clue, Mr. Rob Belushi. Hey! I'm so happy to... To, to have Zoom friends, I now have one more <laughs> Zoom friend than I have real friends. So this is progress. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you real friends if you don't Zoom? That's the thing. Well, no, right? I mean that Rob and I met on Zoom and we know each other only oh, really? by oh, way of that, this actually. format. Yeah, yeah. So oh, okay. also, interestingly, he only knows me as the guy with this pedophile mustache <laughs> and this haircut. That says a lot about him. And still- yeah, we've, we've made some kind of connection. You know, we're going to get a lot of inquiries now about you being like, what's a Zoom friend? Uh, Zoom friend is, uh, yeah, no, I, you know, I, I have only met uh, Richie through Zoom. And so I only know him by face and sound and not by smell or touch. But I hope that, <laughs> I hope that we get to cross that divide one day. Oh, can't wait to smell you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if we should go like f- totally full disclosure, it's that uh, we are in a group therapy thing together uh-huh. and uh, we both constantly take pot shots at people that are sharing their most heartfelt life secrets. Uh-huh. To each other, we're just landing zingers mm-hmm. while they're pouring their hearts out. Real recovery and, of you, and yeah, it's a it's a real nice way to get to know somebody. <laughs> R- Richie is the Barry Bonds of home run hitting bits in the Zoom chat during people's most vulnerable moments. <laughs> <laughs> Although he's not he's not juicing, uh, from what I know. Uh, no, the but results I mean, are I'm, still out of the park. <laughs> they are landing in the water. Those. <laughs> Boss, baby. <laughs> so, with that out of the way, uh, you are the a self-described ween father. Yes, <laughs> correct. I am a ween father. I love that it, it says it on your Instagram before anything else. And to the uninitiated, that means that means I am the uh, the father of two delicate and ferocious, loving wiener dogs. <laughs> yes, full-blooded uh, dachshund female. Goddesses. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, Brenda. 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 Come so, here. oh my God, when I saw that was her name, I just squealed. 
Uh, Brenda is such a good name, but we're going to have to get there. But I think yeah, we should. We will, oh, sure. my God. Look at her. Hold on. I have to the weenus. She's so cute. I'm Dad. holding Brenda up. Brenda's, uh, she's the pound cake. <laughs> she's uh, the pound cake? Yeah. She's she, a hungry girl. She's a, she's a, she's a big lady. She's a good girl. <laughs> As I hold her like a fish I caught. <laughs> How she gets so thick though. She's just, you know, her, her sister is Dobbs. Um, the, Dobbs is seven and Brenda's six. Brenda was a birthday present to me after we got Dobbs. Um, and Dobbs was the runt of the litter. So she's very lithe and slender. Okay. But, um, you know, this, I, I take a lot, um, I, I'm not really good at changing plans or, um, transitioning to new things. So every time anything new happens, I'm like a giant asshole for six months before it happened. Can I, Ooh, is that okay to say on here? Oh yeah. Uh, this is a Christian podcast. Okay. That's my other specialty. Um, uh, but I, uh, my wife likes this to constantly, re- she talks to Dobbs. It's a whole weird thing where like, she projects everything that's going on with her on Dobbs and then tells me like Dobbs says this, but it's really her. Like Dobbs isn't feeling well today. And I'm like, Oh, is Dobbs sick? But it's really that my, my wife isn't feeling well or <laughs> Dobbs is feeling Good. anxious. Transference with a little bit of passive aggression in there. I've got just <laughs> enough therapy to, to diagnose it, this. Oh my, it's a whirlwind. So anyway, she, yeah. she likes to remind Dobbs, do you remember when daddy didn't want you? Because like, I didn't want a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I never wanted pets. And like on the way to the airport to pick Dobbs up, um, I was like, I don't want this dog. And I'm not gonna follow this dog, picking up its shit all the you know, I'm chaining this dog. <laughs> and now I'm like the worst, most disgusting ween father. And <laughs> the, ne- the next year my birthday present was Brenda, and I've I've literally never been happier. So I don't know what I'm talking about. Ween dog for life. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> ween father for life. Uh so we want to get back to these pets, but also we first want to go to these back, goddesses. Back into yes, these <laughs> <laughs> these ladies, uh, <laughs> but we want to go into your, your childhood pets first. Um, so people hear the name Belushi. You're an actor. You grew up in LA. Yeah. So yes, it's true that John Belushi was your uncle, correct? Correct. Yes. John was, okay. my, John was my uncle. Um, I was very young when he passed. I was about a year and a half. I just realized that as a guy that, that used to party and no longer does, that you're carrying around the Belushi name partying. I mean, there's really some expectations of you to throw it down. <laughs> and there was a time when uh, yeah. it, it got close. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I mean, I, I know this is about um, pets, which I really feel is part of my general recovery from the more stereotypical wow. Belushi trope, but... Uh, when I was in college, I used to be like really proud that I didn't uh, put anything up my nose. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, ah. You're, you're just a suppository guy the whole time? Just, yeah. Anal, <laughs> yeah. oral only. <laughs> All uh, the asshole. It yeah. goes in my ass or it goes nowhere, pal. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 in here. Um, but I, I that, that made me feel like <laughs> really good because – I, I had like, you know, I had a pretty serious problem with substances 
and then um and I was like, oh, my uncle, you know, and it made me feel like close to him that I didn't do that. And then when I turned 20 and started really just committing to my addiction, then mm-hmm. that also made me feel closer to my uncle. And and I I would never got very successful or brilliant. So I'm sure that would be the yeah. best way <laughs> to get close to my uncle. But instead, I'm like every other addict, like, yeah, man. I'm just like him. Yeah, you went the full Belushi. Uh, I'm Lou Reed over here, man. These songs are amazing, but really. Yeah, so John Belushi, for our listeners that are younger and might not be familiar with his work, uh, he's widely considered to be one of the funniest people that's ever been on SNL. He's one of the great comedic actors of all time, and he was actually the, the biggest influence for Chris Farley, the late, great Chris Farley who sought to emulate him in every way, and he did uh, in his acting. And unfortunately, he also uh, passed away from the same addiction. Yeah, you know, I I, I met, I, I didn't know uh, Chris very well, but I met him and, you know. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. And um, I think he was pretty open about how much he loved John and wanted to emulate yeah. him. He, he definitely uh, mentioned it to me, and I was just like, a 12 year old kid that had to be insane. Yeah. 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 But I mean, but just to zoom out a little bit, uh, you're so famous that somebody's doing a copycat drug overdose. Yeah. I'm not sure he intended it that way. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But, um, this took a dark turn. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, gosh, I just wish both of those things didn't happen because oh my god yeah like most addicts like you know the thing that you hear about the most about those guys is what uh, amazing interesting dudes they were and i wish i got to know them both better i mean especially my uncle i got stuck yeah. with you know jim which is not as good a whole other podcast yeah <laughs> yeah a yeah. whole other podcast uh, yeah but like if they could have found the other side of their addiction and gotten clean and just made stuff for the fun of making stuff and just because they loved to be creative, it would have been, it really would have been phenomenal. Gosh, you know, and, and like, I've, I've listened to, to some of your earlier, um, podcasts and, and, uh, hearing you talk about it is so cool. Just like retaining who you are in your edge and being funny and all that. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty cool, man. I look up to you a lot. Oh, thank you. And you doctor, Aww. it's so nice. It's so nice to have a doctor in the house. I need one. <laughs> well, yeah. the, well, the, the sad part is, you know, I have access to all the drugs, yeah. you know, <laughs> all the, I have full control prescription writing power. Ketamine mansion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I fully believe in better living through chemistry, but I do not have an addictive personality at all. But I, I do say all the time that like, there's no way I could have held down this chick no. If if I was still in my addiction and I encountered a girl with prescription powers, yeah. like I'm going to die or she's going to lose her license. <laughs> but like <laughs> So what did you grow up with pets wise? Uh, pets wise, uh, you know, my first pets were, uh, my, my, my parents, when they were together, they had two cats, uh, Jake, uh, which was, you know, a, I think a John homage to Jake blues. And then <laughs> Sylvester was this big fat orange cat. And, uh, you know, I was down with the cats a lot. I'm an only child, uh, only, only one zoom friend to this day, but, uh, <laughs> 
uh, Jim uh, tells a story about how we had this back room and um, I would wake up very early and watch. They, they were Both my parents were actors doing theater in Chicago at Second City. So they'd sleep late and I'd get up early. And he tells a story how uh, he walked into the back room one time and Sylvester, the big orange cat, was like, had one leg on this big tall desk and another leg like on a stool dangling with a uh like a light a lamp cord wrapped around his neck and and i'm sitting there (laughs) yeah no he's alive like like just trying to maintain and i looked up uh to my dad and was like he fell (laughs) and and, you know they thought i was like a serial killer um uh, uh, that was my only kind of and I was very little and my only animal <laughs> abuse story, which I know is not funny, but, uh, I, I, I do still light fires and wet my pants, but I, I stayed out of it. <laughs> I'm a triumphant, uh, until then, but I love those cats. Um, it doesn't sound like it, but, um, yeah, you were 12. I mean, nobody knows how to love anything when they're 12. No, I was like four. That was very, very young. Four. Oh, four. Oh, just kidding. Where did I get 12? I don't from? know where 12 came from uh, either. I don't know either. <laughs> No, if you're if, if you're tying up cats with electrical cords when you're 12, it's it's time okay, to. Okay, I don't know what we're going to medicate you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to put you on some of those school shooter meds <laughs> for sure. Uh, so, did you get more pets as you were growing up? Yeah. So my parents uh, split. You know, shortly after that, it probably had entirely everything to do with that cat situation. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> we have to talk about Rob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have to talk about Rob. Uh, I got a uh, an amazing compound bow and a bunch of arrows, and just started going to school. No, um, <laughs> I, I I was I grew up with my mother uh, only. It was just my mom and I in the house, and we got. I, I'm a bit. I was like a big impulse pet person, so we got mm-hmm. two tiny dogs. Not at the same time, but one passed, and then we got another one. That was, and and I got to name them. One was uh, Wookie, and these mm-hmm. the naming process was like very profound and complicated. Wound <laughs> up being Wookie, and then uh, the other ones. Uh, she she was a Laza Opso, <laughs> uh-huh. and, and um, I had a Shih Tzu named Kiko, which was uh, the name of one of my classmates' mother. Kiko. So I don't know how. Okay. Uh, anyway, don't have a lot of memories of them. I remember walking Wookie uh, in Chicago in winter, and like my hair would freeze because I had long hair and would shower and then walk the dog. And, <laughs> and how old were you then? Uh, I was in Chicago until I was about uh, fifteen. Okay. But Lassas are somewhat Wookie-ish. I will give it to you. Yeah. It's not that bad oh, yeah. of a name for a Lassa Opsa, <laughs> and they're tough-ass little dogs, man. Yeah. Like, like, especially with oh, the yeah. cold. The, it tough. My, my sister had one that was like, it, it would, it, it wanted to be outside all the time that like, it, it would just be covered in snow and we would like try to get it to come inside. It would just be like, just stoically sitting out in the freezing ass cold. It was amazing. I mean, weird dogs to get in Chicago growing up. Did they get poopy butt? Because there's some long... I don't think you'd remember at 15. That'd be like something your some, mom would take care of. Some long keister hair, though. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. I just remember I'm sure like, your mom kept them groomed. Yeah, she and the, the whole grooming. She would talk about the grooming, and then they, the grooming would happen. And I, I mean, I, I didn't really... I got uh, more into the animals later. I got right. uh, my, uh, essentially thrown out of Chicago, like kicked out of school and all this stuff. And 
had to move in with my dad um, after like reform school and all this dumb, crazy drama, um, which is another Reform school. Do you want to give us a little- uh... No pets in reform school. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Hmm. Was there a fire or was there a, it was either a fire, a fight or some drugs? Yeah, drugs. Drugs and (laughs) general acting out. Um, And just like, you know, I was a pretty uh, mixed up kid who needed needed a lot of help. Um, And was also like a little asshole all the time. So when when people got tired of me, it was time to go. So I moved in with uh, with Jim and he, you know, he did um, the the canon film, uh, a series, Canine. If you're aware, of yes, it. yeah, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I yes. do remember that. Yeah, it, it's in the Criterion Collection right now. All <laughs> was it? A, it was a German Shepherd, and he had like a convertible that he like rode around with the German. I cannot believe I, I, I mean, because I was, it meant something to me because it was a dog. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we, we actually have to go full disclosure that uh, I feel like I've said that like five times, but we uh, last night when we were just talking about this upcoming episode. I, I told her who your dad was, and she was like, Jim Belushi, which one is he? And, and like, you know, I told her, like, a, I was like, Curly Sue. Like, you know, yeah. oh, yeah. Two seconds later on Friends, Joey was trying to get his picture put up on the wall of his dry cleaner. And he says, just put me next to Jim Belushi. <laughs> like, it was, it was crazy. So crazy. And then I put on, uh, to go to sleep, I put on uh, 30 Rock, and the first thing Alec Baldwin said when I hit play was Jim Belushi. It was like, <laughs> what is happening? It was so weird. Just so there. you know, so we were talking about you in bed last night. <sighs> well, got lots <laughs> and of back dad. here, guys. And your dad. But it was yeah. bunk beds. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we don't sleep in the same bed now. That's a whole nother. <laughs> I don't think we need to harp okay, on that. Okay, that's a whole nother. Yeah. <laughs> See, this feels like something I really want to know about. I know, right? Just like when you came in, I think this is the story's worthy when he came in and he overheard us. We realized that the mic was on. Lisa has night diarrhea. No, <laughs> no, but I can't feed myself. I'm not good at, which I have learned that Rob is also not good at feeding himself. We relate here on this level because we started the podcast and me going, I'm hungry. And then Richie goes, that's a hundred percent on you. And I was like, no, it's not. And he was like, you, uh, he's, what did you say? I forgot. Um, I don't know, but I have been diarrhea <laughs> on for the last time while I sleep. And that's all. That's all the listeners need to it's know. It's because the dog and I sleep in a king size bed and he sleeps in a child's bed by himself. And well, and they both also have an eight hour grand mal seizure no, while they're sleeping. That's not true. And anyway. I like to actually sleep when I'm sleeping. But uh, where were we? No, I <laughs> look, I get this. Um, we you know, I sleep with the dog with my wean dogs, and the thought of them not sleeping in the bed is a, it's like triggers depression for me. And my wife is like, they're going to sleep out on the couch. They're bad dogs. And I'm like, no, they're not. Like, we'll we'll all move to a trailer park, you know, and it'll just be me and the wean dogs, you know, flipping uh, venison burgers in, you know, Missouri somewhere. And then then where will you be? Eating roadkill. Yeah. Back to canine. I am very fascinated by the fact that like you grew up with dogs. You were not like soup or pets. Like you were not super attached to any of them. And now you're just like beyond obsessed with your wean dogs. So yeah. So I want to get there. So you had, so you had the lasso and the shih tzu and then. Yeah. So, so Jim like became like his, 
I feel like his identity got really like wrapped up with like having a German shepherd and like training it to um, respond to German commands. No way. He went like full police dog. Yes. For forever. Meanwhile, I'm the one walking these dogs most of the time in, (laughs) and then he'll like yell at me if I don't give them the correct, like German uh, alert system or whatever. And I'm like, you know, walking around like, you know, mostly a Jewish neighborhood uh, with two like <laughs> Nazi guard dogs screaming at them in German. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> so I just let them do, do whatever they wanted. Um, but I be, I became very, very close to the, the female. Uh, her name was truly like, and, and mostly um, like begrudgingly just because she picked me as like the dude. She would pee mm-hmm. when I'd come home. She'd pee when I'd come home from college. She'd sleep in bed with me, kind of like a. You said she'd pee, like she'd just pee the floor. She was so excited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, and, and you love that, but only for me. That's all it took. <laughs> well, it was it was like a, a twofold gift because a I like I finally felt loved, and b. <laughs> my father would go apoplectic. (laughs) 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 My book is like blank, 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 thousands of dollars. And I'm like, nobody cares, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I'm home from reform school, man. (laughs) Yeah, man. I eat (laughs) gruel, dude. Um, So wait, was it the actual dog from the movie Canine? Did he keep those? Okay. No. Oh, but he got obsessed with them from the movie and then wanted his own. Yeah. Crazy. So we had two when I was in high school. I think he's had a few since then. We're not Mm -hmm. the closest anymore, but I was very uh, close with Truly. And um, she was kind of my first foray into like dog, human- you know, bond, yeah, bond. human animal yeah. bond. Yeah. Um, she would sleep in bed. Like we would break all the rules. Truly. And I were like Bonnie mm-hmm. and Clyde, man. Cause Aww. my dad's house was like very rule based and you mm-hmm. know, I'm a, a drug addict essentially. So. <laughs> and he's screaming at both of you in German. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> he's, he's like, he, so he like learned German just to yell at dogs. It's so crazy weird. to me. I mean, it's crazy. It's so, weird. it's so crazy. And like, t- no one took anything more seriously than this guy with these commands. And like, their obedience level, like my dogs now, zero obedience. I've gone the other way. I'm like, do whatever you want. Yes, yeah. eat it, eat whatever. But yeah. but the drugs and the obedience and and like the father issue all comes together. Like when we'd go to the beach. I would go down early and in, in like in secrecy, smoke a joint. And I know doc, I know I'm not supposed to do this. I was young when I did it, but I, I would like blow a little weed in, in the dog's face. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're the first and last person to ever do that. Yeah. yeah. No, you're not. I wouldn't do that now, but, but, and, and like yeah. we, we'd all have this respite from this horrible, like disciplinarian. Right. Oh, uh, and, and we'd sit there and we'd just chill. And then, Jim would come like come down all you know all top heavy and like roly poly and like be ready to go for a run and you know we're all high and he's like all furious like ready to like run on the beach and he's screaming the commands at the dogs and they're like looking up at him with like the same attitude that I generally had which was like fuck off dude 
And he just like higher and higher and higher points of rage until like finally the boy <laughs> would go with him begrudgingly just so like no one died. And Truly and I would sit there just like, just high and like, like we won a victory, you know? I'm just picturing like just normal LA beach people that are just like there trying to like have a chill day and hanging out in the sun. And Jim Belushi. <laughs> is yelling at some kid and two dogs in German. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. With no context whatsoever. Like, I thought he was American, dude. What the no. fuck is happening right yeah. now? That's <laughs> so crazy, dude. <laughs> it, never, it never stopped being crazy, and it, it, it still is crazy in my mind. And I think he's still doing it, uh, but I, I, don't, I don't really know. Um, well, I mean, I... The 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 reason behind like German or Dutch for for security dogs is that so I remember a cop telling us this when they like brought the canine into class when I was in like fourth grade it was like so that so that a bad guy can't say off and and they would like follow possibly follow a command right I mean and that's what he he learned I think on the set of canine mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, internalized it and, and like made it his identity. Now this story is kind of sad because in the end, truly her, her hips went out and she got, she oh. got cancer and, um, you know, she passed away, but she waited for me to come home from college. Oh. And oh, no way. And when we, we did put her, put her down at home, uh, a vet came out and put her down and, and she just, Put her head in my in my lap, oh. and, and she, with her paw in my hand. Oh God damn it! Why yeah. am I telling this story? She was such an angel, <laughs> and so she went. Um, Jesus, truly, she went peacefully. Oh, that's good. It really is a gift that we have to give. I think it really is. A g- I mean, and I always the other thing I always say is that sometimes we suffer so that they don't have to. Um, but German shepherds, unfortunately, are so prone to hip things and cancer. Um, that's so sad. How old was she? Gosh. Ish. I don't know. At least 10, I think. Yeah, that's that's amazing for a German shepherd. She passed away peacefully, and then my father yeah. called me a pussy in German. Yeah. And, <laughs> and drug tested me for two years. All right, so moving on. Um. And my dad gave me a shovel, and uh, <laughs> god damn, man. <laughs> Story keeps getting worse. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, Truly's death launched me into a ten-year uh, uh, drug cyclone. No, I'm kidding. But essentially, I was kind of, uh, you know, I went to college and then I moved to Chicago after college and was just at my most selfish and unappealing for many, many years. Had no room to take care of anyone or anything. In fact, I was kind of like a a taker of things and a user of people. Um, then uh, my my wife is who was not not my wife then. Her grandparents uh, operated a exotic animal farm. I'm listening, which I now has has like crazy connotations because of the Tiger King and all that stuff. Yeah, they've had a real big come up during the quarantine, uh-huh. right? Yeah. They're no longer, I mean, her, her grandfather passed away and her, her grandmother is now out of the business, but. Is your wife's grandmother's name Carol Baskin? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm here for it. <laughs> Look, don't get my wife started on Carol Baskin because she thinks 
We should have had your wife on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week. She's a big, like, she's an insane animal person and was her grandparents' favorite, you know, I think all my in-law brother and sisters would agree, but, like, she was, like, the special animal girl. Anyway, so she was always trying to get me to get pets, and, of course, I didn't want. Our first pet we got was our cat that we, uh, I, I came to L.A. to do a play, and she was doing hair school. Um, in Santa Monica, and we got a, a cat. Now, this cat, it turns out that it was about two weeks before I would essentially um, change my lifestyle greatly, uh, you know, mm-hmm. get get into recovery and all that. Come out of the closet, sure. Yeah, come out of the closet. Uh, <laughs> Let my girlfriend know that I am gay. And uh, she's in for a long road, uh, a lot of intimacy without any sexuality. But the cat, like, a, it was such a cute little kitten. She thought it was a, a girl cat, so she named the cat Lady Bird Johnson. Really committed to Funny. the lady name. Yeah. yeah. Well, so now the cat's name is Bird. Um, okay. okay. But I, I, you know, came home all drunk one night and, like, you know, wait, skitzed out and almost killed the cat by like rolling on it and sleeping on it by accident. <laughs> so this is another story she tells Bird. Like, do you remember when your dad almost <laughs> killed you? And it's like this it constant. That's a lot, though. So she went through you getting sober. That's really incredible. It is. You don't. I don't think you hear a lot of stories like that. Yeah, not too many of them. Yeah, no. I mean, she's uh, she's an incredible woman and put up with uh, more than she should have. Well, she likes animals, so I like her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm also, yeah. you know, I'm also the best thing that ever happened to her, which I remind her <laughs> every 20 minutes. <laughs> Where am I playing? I'm the best thing that ever happened to you. Um. <laughs> that comment aside, I want to take a, a, a quick moment to point out why Rob is so good on camera. Mm-hmm. That I didn't realize it until uh, until I looked up your game show that you got that Hollywood head. You got a yeah. You got hey. a, a big. You've got a big <laughs> skull to body ratio, and it looks great on camera. It's true. I, I'm mostly head. I mean, <laughs> my legs start just below my dime sized nipples, and then they go for feet. <laughs> I'm in a high chair right now. <laughs> that thing reads, but it reads great, baby. Just keep doing you with that big old dome. Oh, well, you are a handsome, handsome man yourself. And uh, I take the compliment very much. Um, so then we, uh, I'll kind of cruise through this. I don't want to bore your listeners to death. But so we, we adopted, we essentially catnapped this cat from La Cunada, California. Um, and then we moved to Las Vegas where I was, Got my first like big job um, doing comedy uh, with the Second City in Las Vegas. This was like 2008 oh, wow. when there was still mm-hmm. a theater there at the Flamingo. And we got another cat there off Martin Luther King Boulevard, and her name is Myrtle. I thought you were going to say that your cat's name was Martin Luther King. I was like, that's <laughs> a crazy name for a cat. <laughs> what a great name. I mean, yeah, but I mean, Myrtle is very non. Well, depends on who you're introducing him to. <laughs> Myrtle's yeah. a good name. Nonviolent. Yeah. <laughs> she, she is. Uh, she's a mentor to many of us. <laughs> so Myrtle's still with you. Myrtle, yeah, we just gave her the lion cut, um, and she's oh. very fluffy, and she just sat. Um, 
and she let so Myrtle, shake her Myrtle puts them. up with the weens. They all get along great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, but it doesn't say cat daddy in your profile. It just says ween father. Yeah. So like for a while, my point is, is like I was, I turned the corner. Of course I didn't want these. This is like the routine. I don't want pets. I hate animals. Like, and then we got the cats and I turned into like the pussy daddy, you know, like I had a (laughs) t-shirt with me holding the cats on the t-shirt. It was like a weird thing. And then the dog, and then the wieners came and it's like cat who? Motherfucker, like fuck <laughs> I'm gonna make I'm gonna put cats in the sausage grinder, you know. Like, <laughs> is, is Myrtle the one that you said uh, has some medical stuff going on? Yes, Myrtle got really thin, and we took her to the the vet. So you cared about her still enough. We love Myrtle. Yeah. <laughs> Look, two things. She she ha- so she has diabetes, so we give her insulin twice a day. Oh, you really love her. Yeah. You really love her. Yeah. And um and we gave her the line cut and now she's all confidence walking around asshole high like, you know. <laughs> so, who gives her who gives her insulin vaccine? Uh, sorry, shots. Uh, you know, we we trade off. She's so good. Wow, that's great. Our vet uh said that it, she's the best cat he's ever met. Now, I'm sure he says that a lot. No. No, I don't think so. Mm-mm. Cats can be nasty. Cats Did you ever can tell be... somebody their cat stinks? No. To uh, deal with like, yeah, look. I mean, I definitely tell people like your cat is a lot. Like this is a lot. He is not happy with us. That's how I'll say it. Your cat is not happy with us. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm honest with people for sure. I I think he means it. I think your vet means it. And if you can just give insulin, no problem. That's great. But I've had clients where cats come in in like diabetic crises. Yeah, and, and it takes it costs like ten thousand dollars just to get them through the crisis, like at a minimum. And then they realize that they have to give insulin shots for the rest of the cat's life. And they're like, so we get them through this crisis that costs so much money. And then they're like, oh no, I don't want to do that every day. And like, and like, and like want to euthanize the cat. Yeah. It's really crazy. So people don't want to do that. I mean, it's a big commitment. You you have time limitations and money and it's a big commitment. So yeah, you really do love her. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's full circle from, you know, like tying uh, a light cord around <laughs> your paying penance and experimenting with his mortality. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, uh, what do you think, what do you think made that turn? Like, what was the, what was the reason for that? Do you think you finally like opened your heart to them truly, obviously, but then it sounded like having your own commitment and then, and then finding Myrtle on your own. And then all of a sudden you were like, oh yeah, pets are awesome. And I love them. Yeah. So, you know, um, that's a really great question. And I think, um, as I, you know, change uh, my lifestyle, uh, in terms of certain behaviors and, you know, namely alcohol and cocaine, um, <laughs> I, 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 I was able to like allow some love into my life. And I, th- I yeah. really do believe that first the cats and then the dogs, I mean, obviously my wife kind of puppeteering it all. Kind of. Uh, totally, I, totally. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I would be dead without this woman. Yeah, yeah. Um, and her family. Shout out. Um, but um, that allowed allowed me to f- feel love and, and let yeah. love and, and continue to um, care about something other than myself. And mm-hmm. it really, I mean, they, I'm sure everyone says this, they, they do more for me than, than I do for them. Um, all the time. Like we, you know, they're little enough. We can take them on the airplane. I know the emotion, there's like a lot of controversy about like emotional support and all that stuff, but I'm terrified of flying. And when, Me there's, too. 
Yeah. So when there's turbulence now, I can kind of like soothe Brenda mm-hmm. and not be so, uh, you know, because normally it's just me like grabbing the stranger next to me in coach <laughs> being like, hey. Oh, that's right. Because you can't take drugs anymore. Right. Exactly. You yeah. You just got to get handsy yeah. with the yeah. person in the middle seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you really need Brenda for sure. But what's the, we, so, but we don't know how you got Brenda. How did, how did the weans come about? Why weans also? I feel like it's a, it's a very per- particular choice, the wean dog, because I mean, you're, uh, you're walking a sight gag, right? <laughs> I, a- prefer, I prefer to call them smile makers, but uh, yeah, okay. you're right, you're right. <laughs> Gosh, that's there's so much. God, this is such a great idea because <laughs> it's so much easier to talk about my pets than myself. Yeah, you know? I I actually I call this the uh, the least narcissistic interview. Yeah, yes, yeah, you is know, because <laughs> like you don't really get a chance to just talk about the thing you love. It's usually like me, 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 me. And yeah, like said you get to talk about you know, this with, with, you know, sprinkled in daddy issues. Trauma, selfishness. Shed a tear, mm-hmm. tell a dick joke. Yeah. It's fun. It's so funny that you bring up uh doctor, you bring up the, uh, the vet bill because this is a conversation we have. Like what, like what is the, the red line for the vet bill to keep the, the pet alive and like the cat's, ceiling on the vet bill is like here <laughs> and and the, the wean dogs is like we will trade our life for theirs you know what I mean? <laughs> it is good to have a goal and i do tell people that uh there are worse things than death so i really do believe that and i like i said i do think that euthanasia is a gift we have to give that being said i'm not youth i i can refuse to euthanize a pet but a diabetes is a pretty serious thing where if somebody can't manage it then um then that pet will die a terrible death. And so, um, yeah, no, it is good to, to have some, do you have pet insurance? We don't. We've actually been super lucky. Like that diabetes thing, which um, is really the only issue we've had. Dobbs got attacked once um, by the dog across the street. It broke. Oh, scary. It was a scary. huge dog and it broke its leash to, to get her and, and bit her. And like, uh, we said, this is, we, Brenda, like, just kind of like walked around the corner and was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> Cause I like, <laughs> I like freaked out, like go the leash. And Brenda was like, all right, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> like your sister was getting murdered. And, uh, oh. <laughs> but other than that, um, the guy came and got his dog. Thank God. Cause I was, you know. Yeah. It's traumatic. Yeah. My wife is from Indiana, like r- pretty rural, very capable. She rides horses and she, so rest- she went and got her gun. Yeah, she's like the, the more capable one of all of us, and I'm the one yeah. that's like, oh, something's wrong. Call somebody. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I can't do anything. I'm like, I don't know what light bulb it is. There's so many different wattages to pick from. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Dobbs, Dobbs, now you know, is a question I had for you. She, our vet wanted us. We went to a really bad vet who was a racket, and now we've got one that we love. But she still has like this bump. We initially biopsied it. But the vet wants us to buy, like, we're, we're thinking maybe it's getting bigger from where the dog bit her. So maybe oh. we need, need another biopsy. We were told to biopsy it again. I'm just going to keep saying biopsy. Biopsy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, so first I'm wondering, did she do a fine needle app? So the dog bit her how long ago? Years, two years three, ago, three years ago, and then yeah. the mass you're talking about like a mass that showed up where the dog bit her. How long after? Imme- almost immediately, almost immediately. And then, did the vet take what was called a fine needle aspirate, where like they stuck a little needle in it and tried to look at some cells under a microscope? Said it came back negative for whatever. Okay, yeah, that's good. So, I mean. A fine needle aspirate is just a very small sample where we take a tiny needle and put it in a bump and put it under some a microscope to see if like there's any like bad juju, like cancerous cells or anything else like that. So if it came back negative, that's good. Although the fine needle aspirate is just a very small sample right. of a larger mass. So it's possible we can miss something. A biopsy would be oh. when you take off the whole, well, when you take a larger piece or like you surgically remove that mass to actually send it out for histopathology. Like you look at the whole thing under a microscope and make sure that you didn't miss anything. Um, but if she's had it for, has she had this bump now for years? Yes. Um, and has it grown? Like has it doubled in size in a month? Not, no, no. Okay. So usually I say if it like, if it doesn't, if a bump doesn't go away in a month or a bump doubles in size in a month, then it's definitely time to at least have a fine needle aspirate. And it sounds like you did that. You didn't get any scary cells from it. Um, then the only other reason to take off a mass if you don't suspect it to be like cancerous would be if it was so big that like you felt like it was interrupting, bothering like her quality of life or something like that. How old is she? Seven. She's seven. Right, right. So, I mean, she's not an old dog. So chances are this is just maybe some, hopefully some inflammation. I'd, I'd need to see the mass and like see how big it was and stuff and see old reports and stuff like that to give you my recommendation. But um, I think if it's, I think if overall you've aspirated it and it came back negative and it's not growing quickly and it's been there for years, <laughs> the chances of it being something scary are so minimal. The only reason would be to remove it would be like, again, if it were affecting her quality of life, but otherwise doesn't, doesn't sound overly concerning. You're pretty when you're smart. <laughs> that was so cool and helpful. Thank you. <laughs> right? I mean, so Michael's I mean, wicked smart. Is that the feeling though? You're not <laughs> you're not overly concerned about it? Yeah, no, and, and less so now with your uh, like rate of growth. <laughs> but uh, my I'll question, bill you later. <laughs> <laughs> my question was never answered. How did we wind up in Wienertown? Okay, so uh Wienertown is kind of inherited. So so the the grand my my wife's grandparents. Um, Wait a second. I just realized something. Tiger King, also big dachshund guy. Is he? Just saying. <laughs> so funny. I don't we remember. Are, we are circling around <laughs> your wife being related to Joe Exotic. This is happening. Sorry. <laughs> My wife killed Carol Baskin's husband. <laughs> um, she, um, she actually, I, she, and then of course she always wants another pet. So she wanted a horse because she, and so I was like, no way, I'm not buying, we're not paying for a horse. Are you insane? So she rescued <laughs> yeah, a horse. That is not cheap. With like a broken leg and nursed this, nursed this horse back. Maybe not broken, but like injured okay. somehow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lame of some kind. In, um, nursed it back to health. So we got a free horse is the way I see it. Uh-huh. And yeah. now she like rides it and like. That's great. Per- performs horse performances. I don't know. That's great. Show. What kind of horse? Uh, she does a horse show. She does, yeah, she does a horse show. A horse horse. If you go to Tijuana. What kind of horse show is it? <laughs> so uh, anyway, her, her grandparents who, um, they, they didn't, th- just to differentiate between Joe Exotic. I mean, th- these people are, 
in- incredible characters of their own right, but they had no carnivores. It's all like uh, marsupials and buffalo okay. and zebras and stuff like that. But they had weenie dogs, and my mother-in-law has like nine of them, which Whoa. which is heaven on earth. Like <laughs> that's great. We all go for a walk. It just like Uncle Rob goes with the wean dogs, and it's like this psychosexual, you know, utopia. <laughs> uh, does she breed them, or she just has nine of them? I, I mean, she, she, I guess she does. Like more, more. I think it's more like occasionally they have sex. Um, okay, interesting. So they're not spayed or neutered. Whoa, I don't think. I don't know. Inter- I, well, and I know not- this is like a very charged topic, so. Um, I mean, well, I'm no, not charged I'm, about I'm, it. I'm if just picturing how many dogs you could accidentally wind up with if you had nine unspayed that is true. dogs. It's just like, that is a lot. Right, y'all figure it out. You yeah, have 80 dogs real quick. Yeah, that's true. I think, I mean, she has some kind of system, you know. Okay. Like, not to speak about her business, but she does sell them occasionally and they're they're amazing. Okay. They're gorgeous. Okay. So is that where you got them from? Yeah, yeah. We got Brenda from we got Dobbs from the from the grandmother and then we got Brenda from my mother in law. Oh cute. So it's really all in the family. Yeah, they're half sisters, um, different oh. uh, different moms, I think. Cute. Yeah. So should we uh, should we run these dogs through a personality test real quick? Yeah. Okay. Robert, uh, my friend, we have prepared for you as a way to better get to know your pets. We have a Cosmo-style personality test. Okay. Um, these are all one through tens. You can answer for both Dobbs and Brenda. Um, okay. Question one on the Kinsey scale, one being the, the gayest, 10 being the straightest. Where do you rank them? Okay, Brenda's probably uh, a two, closer towards the heterosexual. Nope, nope, nope. That's the other way around. Okay. One is the gayest, 10 is the straightest. Okay, cool. Brenda's very probably pretty straight. Um, she, mm-hmm. she had a litter of puppies and um, wasn't the most attentive mother. Dobbs is spayed and and humps Brenda with regularity. Like so, it sounds like a like a one. She's a one or a, like a point five. She hits it constantly, <laughs> and like people are over and they're like, "Your your dogs are," and I'm like, "It's fine, just let her." <laughs> so Dobbs doesn't just play field hockey. She's the goalie also. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Uh, how are they doing on the gram? Gram ability, one through ten them. I'd say Brenda's like a, probably a nine. Whoa. I think she's, wait, do you, do you mean Graham worthy or like most posts or? How do, how do they doing? You know, like yeah. how. Do they get more th- likes than you? Yes. That's, yes. The, that's the way to really look <laughs> at it. How, how much, how do your likes go up? My ween content is generally my best rated <laughs> content. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I post them both. Yes. One of them more than the other. Do you love one more than the other? I love them both for different reasons. Like Brenda's just kind of like, just chill, but Dobbs. I mean, you've been pricking Brenda up more. Just saying. I think we've only seen Brenda. I don't think we've seen Dobbs here. So I'll make sure you see her. Dobbs is more like, (laughs) she has more like human personality. Like she's like petty and protective and she's cuddles more. And Brenda's just like, a love blob, you know. Brenda's such a great name, by the way. Which brings yeah, us to savagery. Dobbs is savage. Brent, Brenda, Dobbs is probably 
I mean, savage for a weenie, you know what I mean? So she'll <laughs> pick fights with huge dogs for no reasons, but she's much better. She's more protective than savage. I'd say give her a six and Brenda is probably savagery a two. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Physical stamina. Dobbs nine. Whoa. She's the fastest of all the wieners. At the at the homestead. Have you ever tried to race them? Oh my! Are you kidding? <laughs> Drag racing the weans? Are you kidding? Is there anything we haven't tried with these wean dogs? Like I'm in a cult. <laughs> I'm in the wean nation, man. Soccer garment. <laughs> and and nobody's had any back issues. Not not so far. We're really worried about it. No, uh, don't be worried. You got to let them live their life. You know. Yeah. And and hopefully they'll never have an issue. And get ramps. But, but for people who don't know, um, dachshunds can be prone to intervertebral disc disease. I mean, it seems impossible rams. that they wouldn't have. It's really not the worst thing, though. I mean, you know, you you want to, that's where pet insurance might, I don't know what if what their exclusions are or pre-existing conditions are for them. But, um, you know, besides it being, potentially being costly, I mean, it's very, it's typically treatable, um, typically... Um, but it, that's where you'll see inspirational dachshund come in because she lives in a wheelchair and her mom did everything and she's really so funny and amazing. I believe wieners are actually like conceived as platonic forms in heaven and then they fall to the earth and their wings fall off and then they're just angels, terrestrial angels, <laughs> you know, earthbound in your arms kind of deal. I love it. Yeah, love nothing it. crazy there. Oh, we uh, have to, we, one thing I'll say is our, our dog, we, Richie's mom once got a, um, a Christmas ornament of a wiener. Our dog's face looks just like a wiener dog. Yeah. yeah. I've seen her. Oh, we have to, we're going to have to send you this photo. I'm going to send you the photo. It was unbelievable. Like it's clearly a wiener in the, in the Christmas ornament, but it's we put it right next to her head, and looks it looks just like exactly yeah. like her. Yeah. Uh, let's get to problem solving. What, what kind of problem solving skills do we have on Brendan Dobbs? They're both really good. They can open the doors on their own, and they. Um, I give them both like eights. We used to live in Santa Monica, and the way the Brenda, we watched through this like window once where Brenda jumped up onto the chair and then jumped up on the table and then jumped up over onto the island so she would eat food off the island, which was like, <laughs> you know, five feet in the air. And we, we like stalked her. Impressive. Doing, yeah, it was like adorable, first of all, which is <laughs> bad. But, and we like, Brenda, you know, I think I have video of it. I can, I can send it like just her. So the problem solving off the charts, especially when food is involved, Brenda is an addict. An addict. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you give Dobbs a pill and a treat and she will like, you know, look at it like it's poison and, and eat around it and get the pill out. Brenda will eat anything you put in her mouth. <laughs> uh, street smarts. Ooh. Not good. <laughs> Not good. They're they're housebound weenies. They don't they're like the dog well. part. No. On the mean streets of Los Angeles. Yeah, I'd say these Valley girls uh, don't know what to do. They're probably like fours. I mean, that's pretty high. I'm still okay. okay. I got something. Uh, special skills, special just to them. Not a lot. I mean, other than like they open know. doors. You said. Oh yeah. Okay. They open doors. Dobbs can like touch like jump and touch for a treat. I'd say just like probably knocking down 
the concrete walls you built around your your heart and open <laughs> the possibility of miracle. You're such I mean, a good ween father. Still there. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, how bougie are they? Oh gosh. You know, actually, not that bougie compared. Like they're 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 like you know pretty. I would say pretty. You know, how can they understand their own privilege? I, I guess I should throw that <laughs> out. But um, yeah. they're pretty uh, chill. They're fine and wherever you go, they're not really high maintenance. They're, um, they're not that bougie. They have only like one or two outfits. So it's not like a whole <laughs> wardrobe. <laughs> they haven't gone nuts yet with that. No, they're, they're holding back. <laughs> yeah, they're good. They're waiting for their trust funds to kind of, you know, when they, <laughs> when they hit 35, they'll really, they'll change. But until then they're on good behavior, I guess. <laughs> uh, final question. Uh, cock blocking skills. Where are they at? They are cock funnel. I get all the cock <laughs> with these girls. <laughs> with all the weens? I, I tell my wife, I'm like, you're lucky I didn't have these fucking dogs before we were together because it would be, <laughs> I mean, People, we, I'll walk these dogs, you hear brakes screech and people <laughs> roll down the window and talk to us about the dogs. That's why we call them hashtag smile makers because <laughs> everyone <laughs> wants to talk to the dude with the weenie dogs. They're like, beautiful, <laughs> they're sweet. You look approachable. You look like, you know, someone who's like confident in them as a man who's like confident in himself. Maybe not that toxic, like <laughs> stopped all day long. These, they're like the Steve... Nashes of caucuses. <laughs> Just with the assist. I, I, I felt like Lisa wasn't necessarily going to get that. Yeah. It's the assist. They're throwing him the oh, assist. Oh, They're alley ooping him yeah. all day long. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, Robert, my friend, you were an absolutely fantastic guest, and uh, I knew you would be. Yeah. There's only one thing left to do, and that is to determine by way of a quiz if you, Rob Belushi, deserve dogs. You know what it is. It's time for a quiz about dogs and shit. Rob, let me set the scene here. As a Belushi, who was once himself a bit of a party animal, it's time to test your knowledge about the ultimate party animal. That's right, Mr. Spuds McKenzie. For our younger listeners that don't know, Spuds was a staffy terrier in a Hawaiian shirt that became the mascot of Bud Light in the late 80s. I'm assuming that you know this, Rob. He did a lot of surfing, too, from what I can remember. There was a lot of surfing (laughs) as well. (laughs) So my question to you, Rob, is how many different dogs were used to play the role of Spuds McKenzie? Was it one, two, three, or Epstein didn't kill himself? Ah. Here it is. Hold on. Here you go, doctor. <laughs> well, you know, we never said anybody couldn't look it up. Uh, oh, I see your your hey, lovely somebody brought you the, the dog. We're in the middle yeah. of a serious so cute. test here. Oh, so and you're cute. just going to pull this bullshit? It works. It works. You Not win. Dude, you're juic- you get the answer. No, you're juicing the <laughs> judges. Oh, this is just manipulative. Oh, so we we saw a wean belly. That was unfair, man. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> I just, you know, everyone gets equal love. Um, I th- I'm going to go with uh, one. I think it was one dog. Wow. That is correct. There's only one Spuds McKenzie. There was only one Spuds McKenzie. That was like McKenzie. a trick question. Yeah, it, it, was, uh, it was a female 
Staffy named Honey Tree Evil Eye. Crazy. Yes. I didn't know that actually. That's crazy. Okay. You're one for one right now. Um, there's only three questions. You only have to get two right. Spuds debuted in, it, oh, the whole thing is about Spuds McKenzie. Uh, <laughs> Spuds debuted in the 1987 Super Bowl and was a huge hit. The ad campaign was so successful that legendary asshole Strom Thurmond of South Carolina started his own media campaign to stop Spuds McKenzie from enticing young people to drink ice-cold, refreshing, delicious Bud Light beer, especially on a hot, sunny day. Uh, that was just to appeal to the alcoholics that might be listening. I, I mean, uh, I'm 10 his, seconds from a relapse after you let that <laughs> Oh, it's kind of hot today. Mm, like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> his campaign against Spuds is in direct contrast, of course, to his lifelong support of what other concept? Bros before hoes, if there's grass on the field, it's five o'clock somewhere, or segregation. Segregation. That is correct. You were really good <laughs> yeah. at this. Uh, yeah, Old Strom hated the party dog, but loved him some racial segregation. Yeah. So so to recap, uh, dog in shirt bad, Jim Crow laws good. Yeah. If we if we yeah. were gonna to re, gonna reduce him to 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 a, a couple of sentences, and that's a a we don't deserve dogs history lesson, folks. Yeah, uh, his legacy is a sh- really shitty one. I hate that guy. Well, let's keep talking about it. Uh, question three. It lives on. Old, it lives on today. Many many uh, leaders from his party, so it's all good. Old Strom's campaign against Spuds was joined by the likes of Mothers Against Drunk Driving, who claimed that Bud Light was marketing their frothy, life-affirming amber beer to actual children. This claim was bolstered by the fact that in 1987, they ran commercials with Spuds dressed as who? Easter Bunny, Hulk Hogan, Santa Claus, or the Tooth Fairy? Hmm. I'm going to go with Santa Claus. Three for three. (laughs) That is correct. Wow. Uh, Yeah, okay. I will admit this was actually pretty bad. They, uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they dressed up Spuds as as Santa Claus. Uh, they actually stopped using Spuds in 1989 because the party animal was so popular that he overshadowed the brand and people might have forgotten to drink a tall, chilled glass of cold gold <laughs> because it would make them seem more mature and attractive to the opposite sex, you know? <laughs> I like to think that we delivered a great message here. And it turns out that you deserved all Yay! All the wings. Well, I don't deserve my weans, but you know, I'll spend every day living a life that I would hope would deserve the wean, the wean life. And only yell at them in English. Oh gosh, yes, yell at them. <laughs> no rules, no yelling, nothing ever. <laughs> uh, dude, you were great, man. And oh, thank man. you so much. You, you've helped me out so much during this quarantine, and it's been great getting to know you. Um, when can people, where can they find you? Where, when's your show? Tell them all the stuff. Oh, great. And, and likewise, Richie, the, the, you've been uh, the one of the biggest gifts um, I've oh, had in recent times. Likewise. Um, people can watch me um, on Game Show Network twice a day. I believe it's uh, 9.30 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. It's called Get a Clue on Game Show Network twice a day. Uh, and you know, if you like a little tiny 
psychopath with a little bit of money to win, that's where you go. Yes. Yeah. Guy in a tight suit with a big head. Yeah, yeah I can't is. wait. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sign me up. <laughs> shortened, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys know you can find me everything at Richie Redding, and you can cop my album, number one album of the year, right now on the, the, the link that I have on my social. You can find that. Oh, I'll put that link up too, uh, at Dr. Lisa Lippman. Pice. Pice? <laughs> Bye, at, guys. At Rob Belushi. Oh, yeah, just kidding. Did oh, yeah, we? you're supposed to. <laughs> Did we not? No, that, that's on him. Did no, we? <laughs> that gets cut. We're cutting that out. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. You're the best, man. Thanks, See you. Much love, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Richie Redding. And I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. Yeah. And you can find both of us at our respective handles, those exact names, at Richie Redding, at Dr. Lisa Lippman. And uh, I just want to give special thanks to our editor, of course, who is Jordan Aaron, and our executive producer, King Joffrey himself, Jeff Umbro, of The Podglomerate. And you can find more of their shows at thepodglomerate.com. Some of the music in this episode comes from Breakmaster Cylinder. Make sure to check out the sponsors you heard in this episode because that really helps provide the show to you free of charge. Let them know we sent you. It also really helps people to find the show if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts or share an episode on socials. Tag us at We Don't Deserve Dogs and let us know what you thought. We'll see you next week when we return with another episode of We Don't Deserve Dogs. All content provided on We Don't Deserve Dogs is for informational purposes and entertainment value only. None of the content on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to constitute third-party veterinary advice or any other third-party professional advice. The content We Don't Deserve Dogs distributes or transmits should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice. Nothing on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to be used as a veterinarian's diagnosis, veterinary treatment, or any other veterinary service and should not be relied on to affect the medical therapy of any pet. Nothing transmitted to or from We Don't Deserve Dogs can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. Your dependence on the content of any information found on or transmitted by We Don't Deserve Dogs is at your own risk. For veterinary care and advice, please see your veterinarian. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.